0: Everyone, I am Germany, and this is the Germination Podcast. Germination is the process of something coming into existence and developing. It's also the growth of a seed into a young plant or a seedling. I believe in the growth and development of self. All living organisms have the opportunity to grow and to evolve. I love to imagine what this world would be like if more people mastered themselves. The goal for this podcast is to share my growth journey while influencing others to do the same. My intentions are to inspire your creativity and to explore different avenues of personal development. I'll be digging deep on topics about mental health, personal development concepts, parenting, culture, business, and honestly, whatever else is on my mind to do. I'll even bring on guests so that they can join in on the discussions that we have here to offer their experiences of growth. I'm super duper duper duper, duper excited <laughs> about this new journey and I'm just as excited about helping you along your journey too. Hey, y'all, what is going on? It has been hey, one everyone. crazy month okay it's been a crazy month but guess what we're here today I love to start the episode off with what I am grateful for so I am probably right now the most grateful for my mindset and I'm grateful for my mindset because it has really transformed from who I was to maybe about three years ago until right now. And that transition from being a teenager to being a young adult and being in your 20s and having to basically find yourself and figure out your place in the world and do things a certain type of way and kind of find a good footing to ground yourself on and in. And then transitioning from your 20s to your 30s, whoa, is like a really, really, um, it's a big, it's a big shift, especially if you have, like me, have been working on mastering self. That's probably one of my biggest goals in life is to master myself. So I'm so thankful for who I am as a person, who I, my mind, and the one that I have. And I love that. I think to grow. I love that. I think to be a better person for the benefit of first myself, then my children, you know, my family and then others in, you know, in the world, because I don't want to be um, an infestation of a person and adding toxicity to the world. I want to be someone that helps plants grow and to nurture everything that i can nurture around me and in and that and saying that that means that i have to work on mastering myself and targeting things that i feel like are not the prettiest parts of me the parts of me that might not be social media uh on the forefront of social media or it might be might not be on in the forefront of those conversations that I have with people so that kind of just takes me into what we're talking about today so for the past so in June I read a book the five level attachments by Don Ruiz Mugel Jr. I hope I'm saying his name right and in this book they are talking about the five levels of attachments. And the five level of the five levels of attachments are level one, the authentic self, level two, preference, level three, identity, level four, internalization, level five, fanaticism. Whoa. We're going to get really, really deep about what these all mean. Um, Right now, I'm going to read what the author wrote in the book. So the author said, our point of view creates our reality. When we are stuck in our beliefs, our reality becomes rigid, stagnant, and oppressive. We become bound to our attachments because we have lost our ability to recognize that we have a choice to be free of them. When we look in the mirror at ourselves, we often hear a narrative in our mind of what we see. A definition of self in the form of an identity that is based on our agreements. The thoughts that we believe we have said yes to this identity stems from ideological beliefs that have come to us over a period of time from our family, culture, religion, education, friends and beyond. And these beliefs are the five levels of attachments that are encapsulated into a single system that represents in the reflected image of the physical living being. i just said a mouthful an entire mouthful so let's just dissect this real quick our point of view creates our reality i that part really stuck to me because what how are we how how does our point of view not create our reality i read something a little while back also that said that We are all, um, living in each other's story. We are all creating based on our own perceptions and the way we view things and the way we see things. And so I can see the author being correct right here. Like our point of view creates our reality, the way we see things. Then he goes on to say that when we are stuck in our beliefs, we become rigid, stagnant and oppressive. And that part had me thinking like, okay, stuck in our beliefs. So growing up, you know, we have certain ways that we grow up in our families. We even have certain religions that we are in, in our families and certain beliefs about how people should be and what people should follow. And he said that, with that, we become rigid, stagnant, and oppressive. And I can see that to be true. So as as I've been growing, I've started to realize that I really don't attach myself to any religion. I actually don't attach myself to any specific religion in general. Like I don't have a, like I'm not a Buddhist. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a, I'm not a um, atheist. <laughs> I'm not a, you know, Muslim I'm not any of those religions because I choose to be free from the I, I choose to be free from those beliefs because in my my way of thinking about it is you know God is something that is so magnificent that I don't believe that The concept can, the concept of, you know, who's the beginning of all life and the source of this, of this, of everything that we experience. I don't believe we can all be contained in one religion. And I don't believe that there's a such thing as, you know, everybody having their own set way. And that's the particular way and the right way for every single one. Because if that was true, I feel we will all be following it. To, to the T, it shouldn't be different religions. But of course, I'm not about to get off into, into that. I'm just saying that I don't, I never wanted to be boxed in in that manner. I always wanted to feel free to um love life and see nature as God and see the universal stars and moon and and the way we operate as far as how we evolve in this life from you know from sperm and eggs to full blown adults with organs and stuff you know I I don't I'm not attached to that and there are other so with me not being attached to that I don't have I don't put that point of view off on anyone else I am free from that attachment I don't allow myself to be bounded by that so I also don't put that off on others like i don't say oh well because i'm a free i'm free from that attachment that i expect other people to be free from that attachment no i actually understand i actually i actually understand others and why they choose religion and why they choose to be in groups and and do that because it's the way for them um and i absolutely have no problem with that but others might have problems with me and the way I choose to view it because of course you know uh they can't they can't figure out how they should group me or label me and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that but there are other parts of me that my point of view that I do I put off in the world that I'm like, okay, this is my point of view about how men and women should operate in certain roles. And that's my point of view. And I put that off on life and I teach my children that. So boom, 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 we, we go there. So he also said that we become bound to our attachments because we have lost the ability to recognize that we have a choice to be free from them. And I like that part because we do, we have a choice to be free from every single one of our attachments so let's just go on down to speaking a little bit about what each attachment is i'm not going to break it fully fully down but i'm going to give you a gist of what each level is based on the book okay so level one the authentic self is basically you're in total control of knowledge and at this level you can enjoy life with no real attachment um you can the i know one of the examples that he gave in the book was you can basically go to a baseball game and boom you don't have no attachment to the the uh, being on which team like you don't root for a team you just go and you just have a good time you enjoy yourself you enjoy the company of people there you know that's a that's a good example. So we have level two. We have preference. At this level, this is the level where you can attach and detach easily. And at this level, you invest an emotional side that allows you to enjoy the emotional roller coaster, but you can let it go with no problem. Now, this is the one that I feel a little bit like I see some of my parts of my life as a preference because it's like, you can let it go with no problem. Like, and I don't feel like I need to attach to things and, I and stay attached to them so much to where I can't let them go. But that is not the case in every part of my life. Like in some parts of my life, I feel like I attach to things and I don't let it go. So one of those things that I feel like I attach to, that's not easy for me to let go is, um, it's sometimes those limiting beliefs, and I can't just and I'm invested in it emotionally, and I can't just let it go, even though it is very simple to just let it go. But mentally, me- mindset wise, like sometimes it is a little tough to let go. But I like learning about this attachment in general because the fact that he said that at this level, the preference level, level two, you can attach and detach easily. Basically you can let go with no problem. That means that I'm going to prefer to let go the limiting beliefs and let go things that I have emotionally attached to really not. I, And I didn't even do it to enjoy an emo, emotional rollercoaster. I don't, I don't choose to just, you know, have limiting beliefs because I, want, I enjoy it. No, I think it's just more based in fear of why I I have continued to, um, to have limiting beliefs, not fully healed from that yet. Working on it. Level three, identity. At this level, you begin to shape your life around your identity. This attachment can change your persona and you would take this, so you would take this into environments that are not related to the knowledge that you're attached to. So at this level, basically you have an identity and this identity goes with you wherever you go. And no matter what room you step in, no matter where you go, you take this with you and it doesn't even have anything to do with where you're going. So. That could just, I guess a good example of you taking your identity with you into different places that are not related to it. Um, I don't have a good example right now. Level four, internalization. At this level, an attachment is internalized and becomes a condition in which you accept yourself. You begin to impose this image on people you love as well as the people you interact with life every day. Level five, fanaticism. At this level, your belief is more important than the experience. This is where you believe in anything without question. Example, like we were talking about a little earlier, religion, politics, money, sexual orientation. Um, Basically, you can't see another person's point of view and will only hang out with people whose beliefs are the same as yours. So in saying all of these levels, right, I believe more than I I'm kind of like all over the place with this level, these levels. So in a lot of places, I feel like I'm in, in, in my authentic self. I feel like I have majority of my life. I would say if I was to count, I would say about, or give it a percentage, uh, about a good eh, 88% of my life. I want to say 90% of my life, I'm in my authentic self. The other, you know, like 10, 12 ish percent, I'm more in identity where in that, like you said, in identity, you attach yourself to a persona and you take it into other environments that is not, that's not related to the identity that I am. Um, and yeah so in those lives i guess in my identity life i feel like i am i take my identity with me in work that's a good that's a good example so when i go to work i take my identity and the thing and who i feel like i am and who i'm attached to and how i'm attached to my identity to work so that could be my beliefs and that could be um the way I dress, that could be the way I wear my hair, um, my locks. That's what I would feel like it is. Um, it would be, um, my culture. I it's all my persona and all of that stuff isn't related to the environment that I walk in. You know, because I walk, I work in healthcare, so none of that stuff matters in healthcare. But I walk with that in healthcare. You know in that environment. Even in schools I will walk with that in you know in um school and none of that my life is basically shaped around it. So I go I do things basically uh I observe other people with locks. I talk I can talk to other people about locks. I um I make my life I shape my life around my culture and being black being a black mom and raising black children. I feel like those are all like my identities, you know, and I shape my life around it because I'm attached. <laughs> I'm kind of attached in that way. Uh, Yeah, I am. And so I just think that I think that we can kind of go a little bit up and down. So in the book, he spoke on how to get from, one level and go down. So you, if you're in fanaticism, level five, he spoke on how to transition from five to four and from four to three and from three to two, from two to one. And it's really something where you're going to have to read the book in order to um have more of an in-depth conversation with me because I've already read it probably three times and I'm kind of just giving a really big, Um, broad uh, overview of it and basically speaking on a little bit of what I think about it. And one of the questions that he had in the book that I posed on Germination on my page on Facebook was how attached are you to your knowledge? That came from this book. And the author's question was, he was asked this by his grand, his granny. She, she said, is knowledge controlling you or are you controlling knowledge? And that question is very, very deep because when I think about knowledge, I think about everything that I've learned, literally, even from walking as a, a, a toddler, or even the knowledge of learning how, you know, to breathe. I feel like that's all knowledge. I even learning, going to school and learning about the different subjects that we have to learn in school. Um, that's all knowledge. Even the knowledge of life and having to experience, you know, growing up, having different relationships in your life. Like that's all knowledge to me. I feel like, I feel like knowledge, even without the formal, like educational setting, It's still a thing, like even the knowledge of nature as a human being experiencing the knowledge of the way nature operates, the way, you know, um, the way things have these symbiotic relationships, bees, flowers, trees, ants, insects, you know, animals, just whether watching how all of this stuff operates is honestly to me knowledge you know so then i feel like what is knowledge then you know why would we say it or why would the author say is knowledge controlling me or am i controlling knowledge because automatically i feel like i'm in control of knowledge because boom you know I'm learning it. So it's like, what do you mean? I am. <laughs> I'm controlling it. So looking up knowledge in on Google, um, just a Google definition, it says that knowledge is facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education. The theoretical or practical understanding of a subject. So similar words would be understanding or comprehension, awareness, um, consciousness. And to me, for the author to say, you know, are you controlling it or is it controlling you? How can you be controlled by information or facts and skills acquired by experience of person? And it took me back to a moment where I was in a multi-level marketing business and in this mortar level marketing business I was being trained I was I had business coaches and they were training me and the way they were training me was set it was so set that basically that everybody in the meeting and in the business almost thought and operated in this same fashion like the questions would be the same the scripts that they would give me would be the same across the board. Um, the the mindset would be the same across the board. It was like a little cult. Not speaking of it in a bad, like a bad cult or like demonic or anything. But just you know, if you have a small group of people that believe, you know, it's a little cult. So it was kind of like that. And it was like, they were bringing me in to change my mindset and to get me to follow the scripts that they gave me where I had to basically inbox people and try to basically fish fish them in to try to get them to you know speak about my business and what I have to offer and eventually turn them into either paying customers or to be a part of my team. And that was new to me. But when I got in, of course it was so new that it was inspiring and that it was like, "Oh man, they are basically showing me the plan and the plan shows me how i can make all of this money you know and i can go from this level to this level to this level and they're basically showing me how to do that um the work that you put in though is the biggest thing you have to put in a ton a shit ton when i say shit ton i mean a whole bunch of work okay you have to put in a lot of work, and that is um, networking. I had to do a lot, a lot of networking, even when I didn't feel like it. I had to try to persuade people to come into what it was that I was, what that I was doing. I I would have to try to persuade them against their own, you know, beliefs, and it didn't feel right to me at first. At first, it was like, ooh, I don't really. I don't really want to do that. I don't really want to try to persuade someone after they say no. Um, And also, I don't want to try to change someone's belief. But based on what they're saying, you know, it's a mindset thing. It takes people a minute to change. It takes people a minute to get accustomed to a new mindset. So I just got to learn how to work with it. Mind you i'm in my own certain type of mindset myself i'm going through what i'm going through in life myself so you want me to do this little and try to so you want me to try to bring people onto my team change their mindsets all while i'm going through an entirely new situation and trying to change my mindset and and build my life in this new environment 15 plus hours away from my family with my children with no no not that much support it was like It was like full of, full of, um, newness. So I tried it, you know, and I tried to get people to come on and it kind of came off aggressively. And this was something that was talked to amongst me and some other people that were on my team. Like it was a little aggressive and it was too aggressive that even with me, I was influenced, I was influenced because of course I'm being coached and they're showing me how to, you know, how to be, how to get the people, how to bring somebody on my team, how to get sales, you know, uh, how I have to be a certain type of persuasive, which is what you usually got to be when you're doing sales and marketing or, um, business in that fashion. But I ended up being so aggressive and so inspired and and inspired. i ended up being so aggressively inspired by the meetings that I was going to the, um, the events that I were going to, the board plans that I were going to, that I was going to, that when I would speak them to my boyfriend, it would be like, I'm trying to basically make a believer out of him and out of everyone else and basically i'm like oh this is the way this is the full way you got to do this if you don't do this you're basically crazy you know you you don't know what business is this is so simple we all can do it get the whole family to do it we can make all of this money boom 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 like man i'm so inspired like that was me every time i came from a board plan every time i came from um a meeting every time i came from one of the big events that they threw on where they had the big um they had the team, the, the team leaders at these seminars and we listened to them and we listened to their stories and we just got so inspired. We wrote down all of these notes and boom, it was just, I was just so inspired. And honestly, I loved the environment. I love being in it because it was an environment that I would want to continue to be in because it was so motivating and inspirational. But what was happening was I was imposing that belief on my boyfriend and Everybody else and I remember this one incident where I uh, I Imposed it so hard on my boyfriend that he had to sit down with me and tell me like this um This stuff this what you're in right now is kind of making you aggressive and that's about Just about exactly how he told me. He wasn't rude with it or anything. He was just like this is kind of making you aggressive you know, you're you know people got their own ways And I was like, dang, it is. I wasn't even necessarily trying to be aggressive, but I'm telling you, like every week, every other week, every couple of days, this is what I was in. I was involved in, they teaching me, they coaching me, they telling me what to say, how to say it to people. Basically, I don't even have my own voice. I'm having their voice. And I was so attached to that, and I was so attached to that identity that, it was i was carrying it with me everywhere until it came until it was literally turning me into what they talk about in the book the fanaticism to where it was like almost to where if someone didn't join the business with me or somebody didn't think the way i thought or had the the business knowledge or wanted to get better and be a different person and advance and do all of this stuff and make money that I just wasn't messing with you i wasn't finna talk to you i was gonna blow off everything i don't need to go be in a group of friends because my friends was my business you know my friends was those that were coaching me my mentors and that took me away from life and that just wasn't me because i wasn't that type of like i i'm not that type of person i'm too much of a free spirit In order to be done like that and he my boyfriend brought me back and was like you know this is this is making you really aggressive this is making you you know come at me and others a bit tough and I did I came at someone tough in my inbox and it wasn't even necessarily me it was the script and it was the things that I was going back from saying from the script and from them my mentors over to now and I take full responsibility so I'm not like blaming or anything it's I take full responsibility because I have the ability to say no I'm not saying that no this script no I can reword it no I can put my own personality on things but the type of person that I am since I'm being mentored and I'm being mentored in such a big uh a big life-changing type of business i I was trying to do my best to be a good student and to be um, a, a good learner and to follow along and to do exactly what I was, you know, what I was told and follow the script. Because at this point, I need to follow some because I need to make some money and I need to make a lot of it and I need to be like on the track of doing it. So basically, if I need to change my mindset and this is the way, And if this is the way, then boom, we're going to go there. So learning that knowledge is facts, information, and skills acquired by a person through experience or education is like how attached or is that controlling me or am I controlling it? I feel like I was being controlled by knowledge and I wasn't controlling it. Like I said, I had all, all ability to be able to control everything that I was learning And apply it and figure out a way for it to work for me and to not be so aggressive with it and to comprehend it into a way that it just became a part of me and not something that it was like I'm pushing it out or comes or I'm so attached to that I can't believe something else or I can't allow someone else To believe what they believe, just like going back to the religion stuff. I can allow people to feel like and even do what they want to do when it comes to whatever it is that they feel like is going to make them money and what resonates with them. The business that I was in had no business for no one, for everyone. Like everyone wasn't meant for the business. And eventually I wasn't made for the business either. (laughs) And not in that way. There are so many ways that we can make money and so many things that we could do. The model that they followed though was a really, really, um, was a really, really good model that they followed. It was just, it was a business model, you know? And I'm sure a lot of people follow, actually a lot of people follow that business model. It's not, it's not um, a new type of business model to follow. It's actually something that, Network marketing is actually a pretty good business model if you're not like with the pyramid schemes and everything. And this was not a pyramid scheme that I was involved in. It just seemed like it was a pyramid scheme because of all of the other pyramid schemes that come that are in life that, you know, are so similar almost. But it, it wasn't it's not quite the same. You have to basically put in the work to get work out. In pyramid schemes it works at you know at certain levels um anyway going back to the question in that area I feel like knowledge was controlling me and I was very attached to a point to where I feel like I was a fanaticism with the business and that's not who I you know I wanted to be so I was super super happy that he he told me that because you know what I did after that I had a deep reflection moment and I had to literally like step back and figure out who I was you know who I was and who the who was the business turning me into and is was it something that I wanted to be is it something that I could sustain is it something that I was willing to lose all my friends for it was is it something that I was willing to put all my time in what I get out, what I needed to get out of it, you know, that I I was going to need to get out of it in order to prosper and grow the people that I were around. Did I want to be like them? Well, honestly, I kind of did want to be like them. I wanted to have the money. I wanted to have the growth, but looking at how long it took them to do that and what it took for them to do that, it just wasn't my way. So eventually I ended up going into one of the, I ended up going from level five to level four to level three. I think I skipped with this business. I think I skipped from fanaticism to preference to where I was able to just let it go. You know, like I just wasn't, I just totally, I was attached, but then I detached. I, I was, I went on the emo, emotional roller coaster. the emotional roller coaster with the business and everything. And I was attached to it and I just let it go. I just let it go. Simple. And now with letting it go, I'm back in a uh, back in a, a, a authentic self to where I feel like I'm more in control of knowledge. They it taught me what I learned in the business taught me so much. Like I learned a lot of different skills of personal development and I learned a lot of um thing tools that I could use introspectively to help me to push me into what it actually is that I actually want to do for business. And actually fulfilling a actual passion of mine and doing thing and doing my life with an actual purpose. So I learned a lot from that experience, even though I didn't, I'm not in the business today. I learned a lot from that. And it really should, if it wasn't for the business, I probably wouldn't even think to even be where I'm at right now because I, it propelled me to continue to be about business and to be about being on my own path and continuing on it. I just got a lot of tools from it. So with the author's question y'all is knowledge controlling me or am I controlling knowledge? This is the way each level will answer this question. So level one will answer the authentic self will answer that question as I am a being regardless of my knowledge which exists only because I exist. Level two will answer that question as, I use knowledge as a tool by which I engage my preferences in life. Level three will answer that question as, I identify myself with my knowledge, although I use it to see and understand the world. Level four will answer this question as, my identity in the form of my knowledge gives me the rules and the guidelines by which I live my life. Level five is my knowledge controls my every action. Because like I said, even before, I can see these answers to this question. I can see some parts of me in almost each one of these except level five. I don't feel like my knowledge controls my every action. But hold on, let me think about this. I kind of do though, you know, I do. I kind of do feel like my knowledge controls. No, it. my knowledge does not control my every action. Some things are more intuitive. You know, some things are more felt. Some things are more like I kind of just let be, you know, I don't just allow the things that I've learned in my experiences to control every single thing because everybody hasn't had my experience. So because everybody hasn't had my experience and not even a lot of people haven't even had the same type of education or even do the same type of work that i do on myself i can't expect the knowledge that i have for everyone else to have you know so it's not a thing so i'm not my knowledge does not control my every action so level four my identity in the form of my knowledge gives me the rules and guidelines by which i live my life so level four Is Internalization I don't feel like my identity is Hmm It's deep Because it's like Is my identity in my knowledge I almost feel like my identity Came from The knowledge that I gained So it's like they give me the rules and the guidelines. I think that's the part that I really have to focus on. Excuse my sniffles, y'all. <laughs> my identity in the form of knowledge gives me the res- the rules and guidelines by which I live my life. I don't think that my identity in the in my identity in the form of my knowledge. And let's go back. So knowledge is the facts. The facts and information that you get the consciousness your awareness your understanding and if we were to say that my understanding is my identity I almost can say that yeah if my understanding is my identity my comprehension is my identity because I have acquired that through life then yes I am that is how I live my life. So it's like, am I internalizing knowledge? Because that's what it is. That's what level four is. Level four is um when internalization, when it becomes a condition in which you accept yourself, and that's the part that gets me. And that's the part that I think that sometimes when I talk about like the limiting beliefs. It said that it becomes conditions in which you accept yourself. I felt that so much because it's almost like if certain things in my life aren't the way that I experience or the way that I, I understand them or comprehend them, then I almost put this limiting belief on myself like, dang, you know, you're not good enough or um, this, no, nah, you gotta, this not, you gotta, uh, you gotta get better. You know, you gotta get better with it. This isn't, this isn't perfect, you know? And then it's like, I start to kind of beat up on myself. Still learning y'all still learning in some areas, not all, but in certain areas, mostly most of the times this come up in new areas of my life, but I'm beating up on myself and I'm saying like, dang, you know, I can't even accept myself because I'm beating up on myself because I have attached myself to the identity of the knowledge that I have gained. I don't it's so much more knowledge out there that I haven't learned. I will never know everything. So to accept myself under the conditions of the experiences and the facts and information that I have currently to the point to where I'm not acceptable other than that is me internalizing knowledge boom and internalizing it in such a way that my love the love for myself becomes conditional and i refuse to give myself conditional love i'm all about unconditional love i'm all about accepting who i am and flaws and all imperfections and all Understanding that I'm not going to know every single thing in life and the things that I do know I'm using for my good, you know, I'm using as tools. A little while back, I said that um, we use, you pick up your mind and you use it as a tool and you put it down when you don't need it anymore. So internalizing knowledge and internalizing the things that I've learned and experienced so far and the things that I comprehend so far and to use that as a form in which I, I, uh, accept myself is too conditional for me. And I don't wish to be in level four (laughs) because I just don't want to be a conditional. I don't want to conditionally love myself. I want to unconditionally love myself no matter how much, um, I know or don't know because without me going my way back to level one, without me here knowledge will still exist and because i am here knowledge exists in me you know because it takes me to think about it so going into level three i identify myself with my knowledge although i use it to see i use it to see and understand the world boom i definitely use my knowledge to see and understand the world period and in an identity attachment you change your persona to the environments even in environments that are related to what you're attached to so basically I use my knowledge I go into a environment and my knowledge is my identity and what I learned I take it into some a uh, uh, area or environment that is not even nowhere near related to it but I'm still attached to it and I'm still I'm still putting out that persona and it's like Am i attached to that am i controlling that or is it controlling me in that sense and to be perfectly honest that part still kind of is giving me a um a back and forth a back and forth because we ask these types of questions like who am i because we want to know who we are and when we ask those questions we seek We seek the information. We seek the facts about ourselves. We seek the experiences, you know, and we learn who we are. But I think what it's talking about is identifying with knowledge and just stopping there and not being open to changing and unlearning things. Because we learn things, but we can also unlearn things and um, And learn other things that might be more beneficial to our lives or, you know, going, going through our life that we experience. And we see that all the time that we have to unlearn the things that we knew when we were younger. Even certain identities that we had to be when we were younger, we had to unlearn and become a new person. So if I was attached to my identity, I don't believe that I would be able to change my mindset because, Change is constant, it's always moving, energy is always flowing, it's moving, it's a it's an action thing. And if I was the type of person that cho- chose to be, to stick myself to one identity, I would think that would make it harder for me to, um, I think that would make it harder for me to be in the world and change my mindset and go from fixed mindset in certain areas to a growth mindset, or it will be hard harder for me to, um, to be a different person, to be a new person and to adapt. Um, so identity boom to not be controlled by my identity. I will see it to be that way. So moving on to level two, I use knowledge as a tool by which I engage my preferences in life. Now, this level is a pretty cool level because it's like, yeah, I do have preferences. I prefer men, you know, I don't prefer women. I don't prefer to date women. I don't, I'm, I don't, that's, hey, that's just me, but someone else is different. Some other, some, another woman might prefer to marry a woman and be in a relationship with a woman and she might engage like that. She's going to engage like that. Me. I'm not going to engage like that. I'm going to engage differently. So when it says I use my, I use knowledge as a tool, I feel like, boom, perfect. I use my knowledge in knowing that because I'm not the type of person that, want, that prefers a, a, a woman, I have the knowledge and understanding to know that even if you, the next person, the next woman prefers a woman that that's perfectly fine. I'm not attached to a belief like, no, you need to love a man because that's the way it works. My preference is what my preference is. I prefer that because I'm, you know, heterosexual. I love men and I love my (laughs) man. Just say it like that. Um, and, but she might love women, but I don't I don't fault her for that. I don't fault anyone for loving the same sex because it's not my business. (laughs) It's not, I don't care. It's not my preference. I don't mind. Like literally I don't mind it because it's not my business period. When they say mind your business, it's not my business. No matter what it is, I see, but that's what I, and because what I prefer is what I prefer it's like, that's, that's my knowledge. That's my experience. That's what I use, even with my facts and why I feel like I want to, you know, be a woman that has a relationship with a man that all, all of that knowledge, I use all of that tools for, even with the way that I, I raise my children and how I choose to operate. So preference he also said that what you can do is, in this level, you can detach easily. You can invest in the emotional side, but you can let it go with no problem. Sometimes I do get emotional about about that whole situation because I have my viewpoints. I, Hey, I feel like we were here to procreate, and I feel like a man and a woman does that, even with animals, you know, they that it happens like that, even though sometimes seahorses, um they the ones that carry the babies and penguins the mama lays the egg but the, the male penguin the daddy penguin he has the egg and until it hatches you know it all is different but i feel like you do need the you do need the opposite sex in order to procreate and i feel like if it's not done in that way i feel like it kind of just stops the the procreation or the reproduction of 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 the you know, of the way it's supposed to be, that's my preference. You know, that's my belief. We can say I attach myself to that belief. I I have that as a preference, but to not be attacked by that from other people is a whole nother story. And to be attacked by other people, because I feel the way, because I have that as my belief and as my preference, and as my identity, we can say, um, that will show me that those people are more of, fanatics you know they are so attached to those beliefs that they don't even have it in them to detach and to understand that just like them I have my free my free my the freedom to do and choose and be and think and operate just how I want to just like they do um I just want to get to a point to where it's all to where we is not a it's not a a battle between who's right and who's wrong because knowledge is something that when we think about it it's personal it's i mean it is facts it's what you learn and the information but it also said experiences so it's like does experience qualify as facts then we're gonna have to get into emotions and all of that type of stuff so that's a good question does experience qualify as facts that's a good one and i'm, I'm gonna have to pose that question to all of you okay so does experience qualifies facts going over into the authentic self when it said that i'm a being regardless of my knowledge which exists only because i exist i absolutely resonate with that the most and this i'm not no capping <laughs> i gotta get my i gotta get my slang up no capping like i relate so much more with level one because even as a young age even at a, at a young age i always said, "This is a free world. We have the freedom to do everything. We have the freedom to do any." I was such a free spirit as a kid, and I believe that knowledge only exists because I exist. The knowledge in me exists because I exist. When I die, there will be no knowledge of. There will be no knowledge in me. You know, the only thing that will still be from me is the things that I put out. My experiences. What I, what I, what I contributed to this world, which will be knowledge for other people, you know, but living in my authentic self, I'm not, I'm not being controlled by it. I'm not being controlled by the knowledge. I'm understanding that knowledge is going to be different for everybody. And we're all going to learn it differently and i understand that i'm not going to know every single thing and i'm perfectly fine with that i'm perfectly fine with not knowing everything i actually prefer not to know everything y'all know that uh show lucy when that girl after she had reached her 100% of her brain's capacity that she just like turned it to nothing like she just disappeared she was just like um i don't even know if she was matter but she was it, she was Still there, but she was in a different form. Whoa, like it's not waozy. It's just that I believe that in different stages you become other things, even when it comes to death. Like wherever those spirits and those souls in those bodies, wherever they go, if they go anywhere, they are in a entirely different Form of knowledge that we don't Know yet because we we're, we haven't Crossed that realm and That's when I say I, there are so many Things that I just don't know about yet I still don't even know about what it's Like to be in the womb of my mom because Literally I don't remember I don't remember being an egg I don't remember growing in my mom's But belly I don't remember The amniotic fluid I don't remember the Umbilical cord I don't remember being Around I don't remember any sounds or nothing But I existed. You know, and the knowledge of the knowledge that I was experiencing in that moment while I was existing was something that was beyond me and I was still growing despite knowing anything. So I love that. I love that. I dis. I am a being regardless of my knowledge, even as a kid, I hold my little baby nieces, and my nephews, when they was back, my nephews, and I look at them and I say, they have no knowledge of what this life is like. They are literally looking at me and they're, they're learning, but they don't know what's going on, but they still exist. They still exist. All they know is to survive, to eat, sleep and boo-boo and wake up and cry when they want something, you know, they just kind of just doing the basics, no knowledge, but still growing because they're beings and I love that so who we're gonna wrap this up we're gonna wrap this up so I'm gonna wrap that up with I had posed the question you know does experience qualifies facts and are you in control of knowledge or in or is knowledge in control of you and I gave a pretty good I gave pretty good information so far as to what what it is and before we go I'm gonna read this last part of the what the author had in the book. And it says, let go of the attachment that you must obtain some image of perfection in order to be happy. Let me read that again. Let go of the attachment that you must obtain some image of perfection in order to be happy. And this isn't only about appearances. It includes the way we think the philosophies we follow, our spiritual pursuits, and our place in society. All of these things are conditions upon which we accept ourselves. We think that in order to be worthy, keyword, we think that in order to be worthy of our own love, that we must live up to the expectations that we place on ourselves. But we need to realize that these expectations are the expressions of our agreements and not of our true nature. Mm, 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 mm. Peace out y'all. Disclaimer, the content that I publish is not intended to be used in a place of professional help. It's intended to be a space of relatability inspiration and love i know that there are people out here in life that are dealing with traumas and depressions that are so deep i'm just not the one to provide support to these people if that is you i urge you to seek professional support if that is not you and you just need a coach i can be that for you as a being of energy, I would love to share my light with those who cross my path as that they are on their own paths. I'm here to root for you, to cheer for you as you're on your growth journey by helping you answer your own questions and leaving you a little bit inspired throughout the day. Thank you so much for listening and I appreciate it a lot. I will also appreciate you. If you would give me some feedback in the place where you get your podcast, share this episode with your family and with your friends. We could all use a dose of love, personal development, inspiration, and all of that good stuff, you know? Even though this is a growth journey that is new for me, I'm doing this to help and inspire you all. So, subscribe to the show and you'll be notified when I post a new episode thank you again and you have a beautiful day keep on moving